During wartime in Britain, even the royal family had ration books. As soon as you were issued with your identity card, you could go and collect your ration book, which came in different colours. You then took the ration books to the local grocers and butchers and registered them. You had one coupon for each week. During the 30s, 40s and even into the 50s, rationing changed the face of retailing. We were no longer in an age of plenty. Scarcity became the norm. The Ministry of Food decided what a basic person's needs were and the weekly allowances per person were announced on the radio and in the newspapers. Tea, cheese, butter, margarine, porridge, wheat flakes, shredded wheat, lard, sugar and eggs. You traded your coupons at the grocer's and he sent them to the ministry to be counted. You got what the store had been supplied with. There was little choice and that might vary week to week. Biscuits were measured out loose and sweets were rationed to four ounces per week per person. The same system applied to the butchers with weekly rations obtained by coupons. But prices were fixed by the Ministry of Food. Jam, bread, milk would cost the same wherever you went. This system, RPM, Retail Price Maintenance, continued for some goods until the 1960s. Shops then began to compete for trade, but surprisingly there were no immediate price hikes. Clothes were rationed too on a point system. Petrol was sold only for work and a permit needed to obtain it. Cars were therefore not in use. Retail contribution fact file. Rationing meant UK retailers had to sell the same goods at the same price, restricting competition and putting the brakes firmly on all the advancements that might have otherwise arisen. The lifting of rationing acted as a catalyst for innovation as UK retailers could, again, look forward to growth. By rationing, the Ministry of Food did make produce last and go round. Some think it gave youngsters a healthier diet than they have today. One adult was allowed one egg per week, two ounces of bacon, two ounces of margarine and two ounces of tea. Lemons and bananas became very scarce and while oranges continued to be sold, greengrocers used to reserve them for children and pregnant women who had special rationing books. Fish wasn't rationed, but prices were controlled. In May 1942, an order was passed that meals served in hotels and restaurants mustn't cost more than five shillings per customer and mustn't be more than three courses. Also, in 1942, the Board of Trade laid down a civilian clothing order to regulate the manufacture and distribution of clothes. And with the end of the war, women and men moved out of uniforms into more utility clothes. Fashion had become more austere. Rationing of food ended on July the 4th, 1954, 14 years after it began but cheese production remained dramatically affected for decades to come. People had got used to eating government cheddar. When rationing was lifted, retailers could again look forward to growth and develop their businesses and brands. It was time for them and their stores to reinvent themselves. Families can still bring out their grandparents' ration books to show you what they ate during the war. They're part of our retail heirlooms kept in chests, cupboards 
and museums.